when we're talking about Thanksgiving, sometimes we only stop and are thankful when the product of the heavy shower has come. God, I need a new house. And God give you a new house. Okay, thank you, Lord, for the new house. But what you actually should be thanking God for and living consistently is the small clouds that lead to the heavy shower. It's time now for the Autumn Miles Show. Your girl, Autumn Miles. I hope you guys are on your way to grandma's, coming back from grandma's, going to your parents. I hope you guys are fully getting into this wonderful, amazing holiday season that is upon us. Uh, First of all, I have no idea where in the world this year went. I really don't know where it went. I'm like, I'm looking at my kids. Like my kids are at my daughter is halfway through her junior year. Like what is happening? You guys, I feel like it went really, really fast, but I will have to say looking back on this year, I have so much to be thankful for. And I hope you do too. We're going to do a Thanksgiving um, message after the break. And it's going to be a little weird, a little different, but I really, this is a message actually that Amanda, uh, our content producer brought to me and just said, I really think we need to do this. And, um, I have definitely touched on this a lot in the past, but we're going to, I'm going to hopefully shed it in a little bit different light for you guys today. So, um, happy Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. I feel like Thanksgiving it's just, it's so nice. Like everyone on their Instagrams are saying, you know, thank you, Lord, for whatever. And um, everyone, this is how we should be like 24-7, like the whole year. But I love it because everyone's heart turns towards thanks. And we just got out of a long series, six weeks, guys. That is a long time. Thank you for hanging with me. Um, for all those six weeks, but you did hang with me because we know, because we saw your downloads. It's such a good message to do the week after we finish wilderness. Because if you think of the Israelites in the wilderness, they complained. And we're going to talk about the opposite of that. The complaining of the Israelites really made God mad, like very mad, like (laughs) Like very, very mad. He doesn't like complaining. Uh, But the thankfulness of those in scripture really accomplished miracles. And so I can't wait to get to what we're talking about today. Anyway, uh, so there is a huge debate out there. This is what's happening in my life, you guys. I found my people. And I found them at Christmas decoration store. That's where I found my people. That's where they live. And I'm going to go there once a week just to hang out with them. There's this huge debate across the whole earth that is, do you put your Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving or not? And let me tell you something. I am the OG of putting your Christmas tree up early. (laughs) 
I love Christmas. I get from all the time. You take away from Thanksgiving. What? How would I do that if I'm putting up a Christmas tree to celebrate Jesus Christ? I think it shows that I'm very thankful for wanting to celebrate the joys of the entire holiday season a little longer. I just, I don't see the argument and that's okay. Uh, Anyway, so we are in preparation for that at my house and I will let you know how that day goes. We have not had that day yet, but in preparation for the day that we put up, not one, not two, five Christmas trees across our home, I have to get prepared. And so I go to... Um, you know, Hobby Lobby, I'll do Target, I'll do whatever. But this, a couple years ago, we found out about this like designer warehouse for Christmas place in Dallas. And we went and we actually bought one of our Christmas trees from there. It's beautiful. It's like a white 12 foot flock tree. Like it's like the Mac daddy of Christmas trees, right? My husband hates the store with everything in him, but I love it. So so I'm like, come on, let's go back to the store. So we went back to the store. He humors me. And it's so funny. We'll go to the store. And then by by the time we leave, he's like loving the store. But he, I think he just kind of has an attitude just because for no reason. I don't know. Just give me a hard time. Anyway, we're in this Christmas tree store. I'm preparing for the day that we put up our tree. I'm talking to my husband about a certain item in the store. And this woman comes up to me and she's like, have you been to the Christmas tree warehouse in Arlington? And I'm like, no, should I know about this store? And she's like whispering, like we're in the middle of the store. She's like whispering, like it's not allowed for us to talk. It was hilarious. You've got to go. Pull it up. Pull it up on your phone right now. Look at their website. Look at what they've got. It's like, it's crazy. It's like all these square feet and it's all Christmas. And you think this is good. You should listen to. And so I'm talking to her. And the more she talks to me, the more excited I get about this place in Arlington. How we have not been to this store yet, I have no idea. Because again, I'm the OG of putting up all these Christmas stuff, all this Christmas stuff early. Anyway, I get really excited and I'm like, she's talking to me about like, you know, the the sugar plum ornaments and the nativity scenes and like all of this stuff. And I'm like, I have to go here. And so um, it was like the next day or two days later. I mean, Arlington, we don't live close to Arlington. But uh, anyway, I'm like, guys, I told my whole team, (laughs) which is my family, Team Miles, listen, we're going to go in this store. And we're going to look through all the Christmas stuff. And you guys are going to like it. And it's going to be fun. And if you're not in a very good mood, you better get there. Because Mama's about to, like, go in and we are going to find Christmas stuff. So we go in this store a couple days later. And that's exactly what we did. (laughs) We looked through all of the Christmas ornaments and I needed a couple things. We have a wreath for our door, but it's like from 15 years ago. And so like, you know, the holly's fallen off and, and I've like glued it so many times. I just, I just need a new wreath. You know, you just, you've been married a long time. You just kind of need that stuff after 15 years. Well, we've been married almost 19 years, but anyways, we go in, I stand in the store and almost cried because there's probably... (laughs) 
2,000 of me in the store. And they have brought their families and they have said to their families, it's team Christmas. We're going to go in. We're going to find what we need. We're going to have a good time. You're going to smile because it's Christmas. There was a lot of me's everywhere. And so I found my people and, um, you know, I was like, I would smile at them. A lot of them didn't smile. They were, they were in, they were in like go mode. So they were just like worried about getting the green star ornament that doesn't have the glitter on it. Like it was hilarious. Anyway, I'll go back there every year from now on for the rest of my life because it's just that awesome. We walked in and we were at the North Pole and I enjoyed every minute of it. My husband did not, nor did my sons, <laughs> but me and Grace and Haven had a blast. Anyway, it is about that time. I can't wait for it all. Such a fun time of year. Okay, here we go. Thanksgiving after the break. Don't go anywhere. You're going to like this message. It's a good message. It's God's word. And don't we love God's word? Anyway, see you after the break in just a second. And I want to know, family, what is God doing in your life? If you have a recent praise report about God's faithfulness, we all want to know about it. I want to know, my team wants to know, and your brothers and sisters in Christ that listen to this show want to know. You can share your story by emailing hello at autumnmiles.com or you can direct message me on Facebook or Instagram by searching autumnmiles at the top of the page. I want to hear about it, guys. Let's tell the world what God is doing in your life so we all can be encouraged by your journey of faith. And we're back. Welcome to Thanksgiving 2022. You guys, I love this passage of scripture. Again, talked about it a lot, but um, it's so good. One of the things that the Lord has really put on my heart this year is we're all thankful for the big stuff, right? Like, you know, thank you, Lord, for my new car. (laughs) Well, yeah, you're thankful for a new, you should be. If you haven't thanked God and you're driving a new car, you better drop to your knees and you better thank him for that car. Lord, thank you um, for healing me. Well, yeah, of course, you should be thankful for that. Well, thank you, Lord, for my brand new house or for my brand new job. And and all of those things, if you're not thanking God for those things, come on, get it together, people. It's good to thank God for those things. I've preached a lot of Thanksgiving messages over the years, but what God has put on my heart specifically for you this year is I know you're thankful for the big. We're thankful for the things, the miracles God does. But sometimes we overlook the little things. I love Thanksgiving, like I said at the beginning of the show, because it's a day where we universally are thankful or we try to be thankful. But in order to really please the heart of God, one day ain't just going to do it. You know, I mean, we're going to have to create a culture in our own lives of gratefulness and thankfulness. I cannot tell you, I thank God for the absolute weirdest things. And, you know, I feel like it's normal for me to do, but like, I'm telling you what, I thank God all the time and I do it in front of my kids. Like, I'll thank the Lord if... 
you know, someone puts the towel up in our spare bathroom because that drives me crazy. You have four kids. How in the world can you not put the hand towel on the actual place that it goes in the bathroom on the little towel rack? Like, put it back. So I'll go in there and it's actually hanging on the towel rack and I'll say, thank you, Lord. You know, if I go and I'm making a big dinner and I realize I think I've forgotten something. Like I don't have a block of cheese and I'm about to make lasagna or I don't have this and I'm out, I'm about to make some, or I'm out of chicken or whatever it is. And I go and I look for it and I think I'm out of it, but I have it. Thank you, Lord. You just saved me, you know, a lot. If my son doesn't get hurt on his football game, I'm thanking the Lord the whole time. Thank you, Lord. He didn't get hurt. It's something that pre-Jesus I was horribly unthankful. And so post Jesus, when he literally dragged me out of the worst place of my life and set my feet upon a rock, I love to thank the Lord. And I, you know, it's so funny. Like it's just so many different things. Like if the pickup line is going fast, I'll be really thankful. (laughs) I don't know why it goes slow. I don't understand. But yesterday I did clog it up a little bit and I I was on my um, phone looking down and didn't know everyone had moved forward. So I was actually one of the people clogging it up yesterday. Anyways, thanking God and having a culture of thanking God for the little things is important. It's important. Even when your life is falling apart, (laughs) you can find something to thank the Lord for. And you'll notice what it does for your attitude when you thank the Lord for what we're going to talk about today, the small cloud. I want to remind you of the story of Elijah in 1 Kings 18. I'm going to paraphrase it for you just for time. This will be just because I know a lot of you guys are traveling and stuff like that. This week, this will be a little bit shorter. It won't be a full solid hour. Well, I'll never say never. Maybe it will be if I, you know, if the spirit leads. But I, I love this story. I've preached it a lot. There's a lot of good principles in here. There's a lot of encouraging things in this story. Um, but this is where the great prophet Elijah goes up on Mount Carmel. And there's been no rain in the land for three years. He goes up on Mount Carmel. King Ahab, who was the king of Israel, who was wicked and married to Jezebel, is there. And he looks at Elijah and says, you're basically troubling Israel. It's your fault that there's been a drought for three years. And Elijah kind of calls him to a duel and says, you know what? It's because of you. It's because of your idols. And we're going to have a show off in a showdown of whose God, or in your case, God's, is more powerful. So they do a crazy exercise. Uh, So Elijah, the prophet of God, and the prophets of Baal and Asherah went on a duel. And the duel was this. They were going to call on the gods, Baal and Asherah, and Elijah was going to call on Yahweh, And they were going to pray for fire. And whoever answered first, that was the God that they were going to serve. And that's where I want to pick it up for you. Elijah steps up to the plate. Elijah, 1 Kings 18, 31. Took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob. 
to whom the word of the Lord had come saying, Israel shall be your name. So with the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord and made a trench around the altar large enough to hold two measures of seed. Then he arranged the wood and cut the ox in pieces and laid it on the wood. It's about to get a little gory, guys. And he said, fill four pitchers with water and pour it on the burnt offering on the wood. And he said, do it a second time. And they did it a second time. And they said, do it a third time. And they did it a third time. The water flowed around the altar and also he filled the trench with water. Verse 36. At the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet came near and said, O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, today let it be known that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant. And that I have done all these things according to your word. Answer me, O Lord. Answer me. That this people may know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have turned their hearts back again. Then, as soon as he was done, the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. The show off of the gods, Baal and Asherah and Yahweh was kind of hilarious if you think about it. Here Ahab is saying my gods can produce and they do nothing. And Yahweh comes in and as soon as Elijah is done talking, fire comes down from heaven and swallows up the sacrifice. When all the people saw it, verse 39, they fell on their faces and said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Then Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. And he goes and he kills them all. Okay. Verse 41. Now Elijah, after he killed all the prophets of Baal and Asherah, said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of a heavy shower. So Ahab, the king of Israel, went up to eat drink, but Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel and he crouched down on the earth and put his face between his knees. He said to his servant, go up now towards the sea. So we went and looked and there was nothing. So Elijah has told Ahab, a shower's coming. This drought that has been here for three years, it's about to end. The shower is coming. So what Elijah does, he says, Ahab, go eat, um, you know, go eat your Chipotle. I'm going to go do business with God. Again, it has not rained for three years, you guys. Big old drought. Lots of people died because of this drought. A lot of the prophets died because of this drought. Um, not all of them, but a lot of them. They were The land was suffering because of this drought. And so Elijah, he, it shows right here that Elijah in verse 42, he crouched down on the earth and put his face between his knees and he prayed. No rain for three years. Elijah has promised rain. He just saw God rain down fire from heaven, but no rain. He tells his servant, go up now, look towards the sea, verse 43. 
So we went up and looked towards the sea There is, and said, there is nothing. And Elijah said, go back seven times. So this is what is happening. Elijah's crouched down. He's praying for a heavy shower, no doubt. He's praying for rain, no doubt. And he tells his servant, okay, go check it out. The servant comes back. Time number one. I'm sorry, but you know, Elijah, there's no rain. Go check it out again. He comes back. Time number two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, prophet Elijah. There is no rain. Okay, go check it out again. Come back. Third time. I'm sorry. No rain. Okay, go check it out again. Comes back. Fourth time. I'm sorry, Elijah. There's no rain. Elijah prays a little bit more. Okay, go check it out again. Fifth time. Now, by this time, by time number five, you know the servant is like, oh, Lord, he's praying too. <laughs> what am I going to tell Elijah? It's the fifth time and there is no rain. And Elijah knows he's a dead man if he doesn't produce rain, if God doesn't come through. Because Ahab, he only has the time that Ahab is served, ordered, served, eaten his Chipotle. Like he, this man, he doesn't have a lot of time. Because Ahab's going to be like, dude, where's the rain? You told me there was the sound of a heavy shower. So I'm sure that the, the servant was also praying at this point, too. He comes back the fifth time. Elijah, there's no rain. Elijah prays more. He says, go back. The servant goes up, looks for a cloud, anything, mist, anything. He's probably walking, probably not running, but probably walking on the sixth time back. <laughs> Elijah! Sorry, buddy. There's no rain. Elijah prays more. Okay, go again. Go again. Go again. <sighs> okay. It came about, verse 44, at the seventh time, that he said, the servant, behold, a cloud as small as a man's hand is coming up from the sea. And Elijah said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down so that the heavy shower doesn't stop you. This is what I want to camp on today as we're thinking about Thanksgiving and as we're thinking about this incredible passage of scripture that the Lord has given us. Here Elijah is. He's been, he's prayed, you know, it, it took him seven times, you guys. It took him seven times. Lord, where's the shower? Where's the shower? Where's the rain? Give me the rain. Give me the rain. Come through, Lord Jesus. Come through. He didn't give up. He waited. And it's interesting to me, and I think this is what we all can kind of take away from today. When God came through, it wasn't rain that God provided. God didn't come through. God could have made it rain instantly. 
he could have made it literally flood. I mean, remember the story of Noah? Like, all of a sudden, the ark's done, and here comes a heavy shower. In that instance, it wasn't a small cloud. It was a heavy shower. Picked up the ark, rained for 40 days. There, it's, like, it's like a whole thing about rain. But in this instance, in this instance, he's praying for rain, and that's not what he gets. He's praying for the Lord to come through and to prove that he is a prophet of the Most High that speaks to him and to prove that God himself is faithful to end the drought. He, he's, he's praying for God to come through and he's praying for rain, but that's not what God gives him. He gives him a small cloud. When we're talking about Thanksgiving, sometimes we only stop and are thankful when the product of the heavy shower has come. God, I need a new house. And God gives you a new house. Okay, thank you, Lord, for the new house. But what you actually should be thanking God for and living consistently is the small clouds that lead to the heavy shower. Elijah didn't need the heavy shower to know that it was coming because God showed him it was coming because there was a sign it was coming in the small cloud because what do clouds do? They produce rain. I know people that literally will not thank God until their marriage is completely restored. But last night, maybe, your husband looked at you and smiled. What is that? That's a small cloud that can lead to a heavy shower. I know people that have prayed for their kids to come to Christ for 20, 30, 40 years. And um, we're praying for that to happen. But what happens when you have a, a conversation with your child about God and they don't shut you down and they actually sit and listen to what you have to say. It's not the heavy shower yet, but it's a small cloud. We're praying for a financial windfall and for financial blessing. And all God gives us is a Google alert that there is a job opening down the street that would be a good opportunity for you. It's not the heavy shower, but it's a small cloud. We become stingy in our thanksgiving because we decide that we're only going to thank God when he actually fully comes through. Because what if it's a trick? What if my husband is just in a good mood that day? What if my, my child just um, was tired and didn't want to talk? What if that Google alert about that, that job that's just down the road I'm unqualified for? We justify ourselves out of living a life of thanksgiving when all God wants us to do is be Bend down a knee and say, thank you, Jesus, that today you're showing me direction. You've given me a smile from my husband. You've given me a conversation with my child that you can take, you can multiply to a heavy shower. I got a text message last week 
like a text message. Like, you know, text messages are a dime a dozen. I mean, I got people from, you know, auto places texting me. I've got like, you know, you get all the political, oh my gosh, all the political texts that you get, you know, are you supporting? How do you know who I am, first of all? Where did you get my information? That's what I want to know. Um, I get texts from the school every single day because I have a hundred children in, in our school system. You know, I get oil change texts. I get them all the time. So 90% of my texts feel very inconsequential. But last week, I got a text message. And I could have disregarded it. I could have said, it's just a text message. But you know what I did when I got this specific text message? I had been praying for something. And I got this text message. And I knew that the Lord in that instant said, this is a small cloud that will lead you to the heavy shower that you are praying for. Was it the heavy shower? No, but it was a small cloud. And I stopped I'm with all my, I'm, I'm not, not with all my kids. I'm with my, my little kids and I'm with my husband. And I stopped and I just said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I believe that this text message is going to lead to the heavy shower that I've been praying about. We disregard these small clouds because it's not a heavy shower. Look at what look at what he said. It's about. It came about. Uh, there is nothing he said. The the servant, and Elijah said, "Go back seven times." It came about at the seventh time that he said, "Behold, a cloud, as small as a man's hand." is coming up from the sea. Now, he's standing on top of Mount Carmel, people. <laughs> like this is like This is like Mount Carmel. It's a mountain. I love the servant for this. I love him so much because I would you know, a cloud on the top of a mountain that's as small as a man's hand would be easy to miss. This guy probably has um really pays attention to detail. It would be easy to miss. But he saw it and he reported it. But the size of the cloud matters because it's not a big cloud. It's not a rain cloud. It's not a, you know, cubulonimbus cloud or a cirrus cloud. My, my son is like a weatherman, so he tells me all about the clouds. Um, he'll tell me what they do and what they're for. And no, mom, don't worry about that cloud because it's not going to rain. It's just, and I'm like, okay, Jude, thank you. Meteorologist Miles. Oh, that has a nice ring to it. Anyway, it's a small, inconsequential almost cloud that if you're not looking for it, cloud, you would miss it, cloud. But it's awesome that the servant was looking for the cloud. He wasn't looking for the shower. He was looking for any sign that would confirm that God is going to be good to his word and produce the ultimate miracle, which would be ending a three-year drought in Israel. Anything would have done. He was looking for any sign. You know, at the fifth time, he was like, Lord, where are you? I'll take anything. What he saw... He was looking for. 
So Elijah could take that and say, go tell Ahab, there is the, let me, let me, let me read it. Go up, say to Ahab, first Kings 18, 44, prepare your chariot, go down so that the heavy shower doesn't stop you. The cloud was small, but it carried with it in time, the heavy shower that was prayed for. I want you to be thankful for the small cloud that God showed you. What is that small piece of encouragement that you got from your boss? What's that small nudge from the Holy Spirit or small affirmation that you've received from a pastor that, yes, you need to go into ministry? That's a small cloud. But I can't tell you how many small clouds God has given me that I've said, thank you, Lord, for this small cloud that has paved way to massive showers that has not just engulfed me. They've engulfed my husband, my kids, my entire family, and many, many thousands, uh, even millions of you. I got a job one time off of an email doing radio. That's where I started. I got a book deal off of two words. Small cloud led to heavy shower. We adopted Moses off of one phone call that said, would you take this precious little boy in two days? One word, yes. We need new information, no information. Yes, it led to a heavy shower. So this is what I want you to do because this is a word for somebody today. Are you looking intently for the small clouds? And are you thankful for every single one of those that you see, that you feel, that you perceive is from the Spirit of God? Because you know who sent that small cloud the size of a man's hand? A tiny little dinky little cloud. You know who sent that cloud? God himself sent that cloud to show Elijah, my shower's coming. In the spirit of thanksgiving and in this attitude of gratefulness, you might not be heavy shower yet. Sit in the goodness of the small cloud and thank him. Take some time this week. As we head into this amazing, amazing holiday, take some time this week and thank God for the small progress that your child is making. Thank him for the small progress your marriage is making, your ministry is making, you're making in yourself. waiting to be grateful for after the heavy shower has passed. Thank him in the process of it. Because every small cloud leads to a heavy shower. Thank him. And Lord, we do thank you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for how you work in us. God, I thank you last week for that text message that just is already turning into <laughs> lots of different things. I thank you for that conversation I had yesterday. 
that was so affirming to my heart. I thank you for the meeting I sat through today. That was confirmation of greater things that are on the way. I pray, Lord, that everyone that listens to this would take a moment and say thank you, Lord, for those little signs of progress, those little signs of, of hope, those little signs that you are leading me to that heavy shower that I've been waiting for. I thank you, Lord, for that person today that's listening to the sound of my voice prophetically that just got a good word from the doctor. I pray that you would tell them, this is your small cloud to the heavy shower that you've been praying for. Let him live this week comforted that you've started the healing process in their body. I thank you for that child and that conversation that's going to happen on Thanksgiving Day for someone that's listening, that's been praying for their child um, to come to know you for their child's relationship that they're in that you know is unhealthy. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to give whoever is listening that needs that the opportunity to speak into their child's life this Thanksgiving. And I pray, Lord, that that child would be receptive to it and that they would take it and be thankful for the small cloud that will eventually lead to the heavy shower. I thank you, Lord, for you, for your abundance for your goodness over your people. I thank you, Lord, that you protect us. I thank you, Lord, that you guide us, that you lead us, that you provide for us. Even if we don't have a lot, Lord, we have enough. I thank you for your grace and your mercy and your thanksgiving. I thank you, Lord God, that in whatever season we go through, we never have to be hopeless because we have you. I thank you that you tell us that you never leave us or forsake us. I thank you that you not one day have I lived without you. I thank you that you have put purpose inside of all of us. I thank you that you created us with a plan. We're not lost. We're in your plan. I thank you, Lord, that you have the answers to the questions of the people asking why. I thank you, Lord, that you have the leadership to guide those that have no idea how to get out of the situation that they're in. God, we thank you that you are ever present in any situation. We can call on the name of Jesus and you hear, and you help, and you save, and you deliver. I thank you that your power is unmatched. I thank you that your wisdom will never, will never know the end of it. I thank you for your word that can be taken as fact. I thank you for your promises, for the things now, for the things that in the past, and for the things for the future. I thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We offer the greatest heart of thanksgiving to you. I thank you for this ministry. I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for my family. 
bless them. We offer a sacrifice of praise to you, Lord, through our lives. We thank you for what you're doing in us. We thank you for the journeys that we're on, the wildernesses we're walking through, the wildernesses we're entering and the ones we're coming out of. We thank you. Not one of us is hidden from your sight. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I'll be back after the break for an incredible story about what God's doing in your life. You guys aren't even going to believe this. Hang around. You're going to want to hear it. Did you know that Autumn has many resources available to help you grow deeper in your relationship with God? By visiting autumnmiles.com, you can access them all. From there, you can find previous teachings under the podcast and media tabs, and you can order any one of the books Autumn has written. Her book, Appointed, will help you better understand that your significance is only found in God. While I Am Rahab beautifully conveys God's ability to redeem any situation you may have found yourself in. And if you want to add some heat to your prayer life and kick things up a notch, Gangsta Prayer is a book that will help you do just that. Again, you can find all these resources and more by visiting autumnmiles.com. Okay, guys, I have two things. I have a question from one of you, and then I have a testimony to end this amazing Thanksgiving Day message on. Um, I have a question. It's kind of a long question, but we're going to rock it out. I have an adult son who's walked away from God. He was saved and baptized when he was 10 years old, but in college, decided that it was all fairy tale. And I think, by the way, I'm not going to share this name. I don't want to embarrass them. But this is a lot of people's story. As their kids grow, they sort of decide they don't believe anymore, especially right now. Uh, He and I have had many talks about God, but to no avail. My question is, how can I have no pain or sadness in heaven if my son is not with me there? Our preacher says, we'll know one another. And I can't imagine not having my son there and being okay with it. Well, I read this. It was read to me. And I just want to say, because your son seems to be living still, I just want to say to you, and I hope you're listening today. You'll, you'll obviously know this is your question because I pretty much read it word for word. Don't give up. I think we've missed a step here. <laughs> um, and I just want to say to you, God, what I just read to you in the small cloud and the, and the heavy shower, um, just because your son is not open yet doesn't mean he won't be open soon to hearing about the things of the Lord. It's amazing how the Lord will set up circumstances in your son's life or opportunity for you to talk or him to talk to somebody else that will soften his heart towards this. My advice to you is just give him over to the Lord. Surrender your son to the Lord. The um, passage that comes to mind is Abraham laying his son on that altar and just surrendering his son and obviously the Lord provided that ram in the bush. But I want, I want to just tell you, press in. 
this is one of those things where it's so frustrating because obviously um, you as a mom, I have four children myself, you know what he ultimately desires, what he is ultimately searching for. Um, And that's a relationship with Jesus because we know that's the relationship that's going to scratch all of the itches of his soul. I just want to tell you, Mama, this is one of those times where you say, Lord, he's yours. You love him more than I do. I'm going to surrender him over to you to work in his life. And I know that you have prayed that multiple times, but press in press in. As a matter of fact, let me pray for him right now. Lord, I pray for this precious woman's son. I pray that this Thanksgiving even, she would listen to your spirit on when to have a conversation with her son. Let it not be of of her striving, but let it be spirit-led. Let herself and her flesh step back from trying to control the situation. And Lord, I pray this Thanksgiving that you would lead her into a spirit-led, not a forced, not a controlled, but a spirit-led conversation with her son that will sow a seed of faith in him. And I pray for her heart. I pray that you would remind her that you love him more than she does and you're listening so god we ask you to work in jesus name amen i hope that helps when that was read to me that was the first thing that came to mind so listen to the spirit don't force conversations don't try to control conversations don't um no nagging or anything like that just say lord when is the time because god knows when He's ready to hear when that word from you is going to fall on fertilized ground in his heart. So step back, all the motherly desires to hover, step, just, just take a step back and listen to when God would have you interject. And that not, might not be for a year. That might not be for a month. I'm praying for Thanksgiving, but you know what? It's worth the wait. Because you don't want to badger him out of his faith. You want the spirit to bring him in to relationship with him. So I hope that helps. Okay. This is the testimony I could not wait to get to. You guys are going to die. This is the best testimony I think we have had. This is happening right amongst us, you guys, from Jerry. This, This comes from Jerry. Uh, they write, I was uh, hospitalized, excuse me, with COVID pneumonia. I'm completely better, but was left traumatized from not being able to breathe, which I can't even imagine. Uh, God bless you, Jerry. One of the scariest times in my life. Months later, I had a girl's trip planned. Needless to say, I was very concerned being around other people. I'd gone for a prayer walk the day before and was praying to God that things were going to be okay on a girl's trip. As I prayed, I had asked God if he would please give me a sign. I prayed for a butterfly. And then she says, I take that back. I added blue butterfly because the sky was so beautiful, um, was a beautiful color blue that day. During the rest of my walk, I looked for this blue butterfly and I did not see it. The next day when my girlfriends and I arrived, you guys are going to die, at our cabin, 
We went to find the Wi-Fi password so we could log into the Wi-Fi. My friend asked if everyone was ready for the Wi-Fi password out loud. She said, the Wi-Fi password is blue butterfly 193. I looked at her and almost dropped my phone. I fell to my knees and began to cry. There was my blue butterfly. Not how I expected it, but in an even greater, more amazing way. This reminded me that God works and puts things in place even before we ask for them. Isn't that the coolest story of all time? <laughs> Lord, give me a blue butterfly. There's no butterfly. No, it's a Wi-Fi password the next day. You guys, God is so interested in every piece of our lives. He is so present. He hears us. How affirming must that have been for Jerry to hear? <laughs> it read out loud to the whole room. The password, the Wi-Fi password is blue butterfly. How amazing is that? Man, only God does stuff like that. Only God. Oh, he's so good. I love you guys. Have the greatest Thanksgiving ever. Happy Thanksgiving. I cannot wait to be back with you guys next week because it's Christmas time. And we're going to talk all about beginning with my, my Christmas series for this season. I love you guys. Have a great time with your friends and family. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to the Autumn Miles Show. Be sure to follow Autumn on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube to stay connected and in the loop with what's happening with the ministry. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. AutumnMiles.com is also the place where you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement. She is devoted to spiritually challenging people and the way that they think. She is a passionate advocate for the Word of God, women, domestic violence victims, and adoption. Reach out today and book Autumn for your next speaking engagement. Just go to autumnmiles.com. Once you're there, search the top of the index for the Invite Autumn tab. Then scroll down for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Be sure to tune in next time for another episode of The Autumn Miles Show.